Newsletter, November 2019. Intercepted Signs When a sign is completely swallowed up by a house, never touching a house cusp, in other words, it is said to be intercepted. I get a lot of questions about that astrological situation, so I thought it would be a good topic for a newsletter. Let me start by saying that in some systems of house division, interception is simply not possible. Many astrologers, for example, nowadays are drawn to the old ways, using traditional whole sign houses. No interceptions are possible in that system, since if you have Gemini rising, everything in Gemini is treated as being in the first house. Houses and signs are conflated in that whole sign system, so no interception is relevant or possible. Similarly, in the equal house system, all the houses are 30 degrees wide. The math precludes interception since no house is ever wide enough to completely swallow a sign. In all of the other systems of house division, the houses vary in width. All circles are, of course, composed of 360 degrees, so if one house is only 25 degrees wide, another house is going to have to take up the slack. It's going to have to be wider. Now, as birthplaces get further and further from the equator, those differences in the width of houses become more extreme. That phenomenon is easy to understand if you just reflect for a moment upon the midnight sun in the Arctic or Antarctic regions. The ascendant, also known as the cusp of the first house, is where the sun rises. So what if it never rises? What if we have the midnight sun? Then there is no ascendant as we would traditionally understand it. The result is that houses disappear. Now, Eskimos born in June have birth charts, of course. There's a mystery here, and I suspect that a close study of our very northern cousins would eventually crack it and maybe lead to that holy grail of astrological theory, a house system which works universally. Until then, we have the Tower of Babel and perhaps the most serious loose end in modern astrological practice. By the way, a quick note, if the sign Taurus is intercepted, so will Scorpio. Opposite houses are always symmetrical. No one can have only one intercepted sign for that reason. If you have one, you will have two. The opposite sign will also be intercepted. I use Placidus house system myself. I insist on it when I am teaching my serious students although I know that some of them secretly switch everything to coke or porphyry when I'm not looking. Uh, the reason I insist on Placidus in my classes is simple. We all have to speak the same language or confusion reigns. In reality, I am not actually so dogmatic. I know and respect many astrologers who use different house systems. I'd never say that Placidus is the right system and all the others are wrong. I would only say that Placidus is the one that has always worked most consistently for me. Bottom line, it is the one that explains my own life to me most honestly and clearly, and for all of us, looking into that personal mirror is the acid test. Now, whatever house system you choose to use, unless it is whole sign or equal, 
you will soon hit upon the phenomenon of interception. A sign is swallowed up completely by a house. None of its degrees appear on any house cusps. How can we understand such situations? When I was a young astrologer, I heard that with such a configuration, we would, in quotes, have a hard time expressing the energy of that intercepted sign, end of quote. It wasn't a good thing, in other words. I don't like that attitude towards interception, but I'll get back to that quibble really soon. Right now, I want to use the idea of our having a hard time expressing that energy as a jumping off point. There is some truth in it. It is just that such wording is loaded with inappropriate and unnecessary negativity. What is fundamentally correct about saying that intercepted signs have trouble expressing themselves is that all the houses are indeed about expression. They are behavioral. They are about taking action in the world. Another way to say it is that houses are about the sorts of brutally one-dimensional decisions which actually give shape to our lives. Take the seventh house, the traditional house of marriage, for an example. How many people can you be married to at the same time? For most of us, the answer is pretty obvious. Now ask yourself a second question. How many people have you met with whom if the stars of circumstance had aligned differently, you might have actually spent your life? But the seventh house said, choose one and forsake all others. Ouch, but that's life. Similarly, how many careers or at how many careers can you achieve excellence simultaneously? At some point, you've diluted your energy so much that you become the proverbial jack of all trades, master of none. There's the 10th house in the midheaven, hard choices, once again, making our stand in the world, saying this, but not that. All houses are that way. All of them ask us to choose, to make a decision. All of them reflect the undeniable fact that life is short. All of them, in the modern phrase, offer you a chance to live your best life. And no one in the history of the planet has ever accomplished anything like living his or her best life by keeping all their options open. In the words of the song, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Astrologers who say that intercepted signs have a hard time expressing themselves are right about one thing. If house cusps are points of behavioral expression, then a sign that has no connection with the house cusp is indeed a lot less likely to have visible expression in one's life. There's one glaring exception to that notion, but we'll get to that in a moment. First, there is something much more fundamental that needs to be said. Here it comes. Your chart is perfect. You yourself aren't perfect, me either, but your chart itself perfectly reflects your karmic predicament and your optimal path forward from that starting point.
Your chart is perfect. Your personal imperfections can be best understood as your imperfect response to the challenges and evolutionary opportunities your chart represents. It models your best life. That is the gold standard. And like most gold standards, we can only approach it, never fully, fully achieve it. To me, all healthy approaches to astrology in general begin at the same philosophical starting line. There is nothing wrong with anyone's chart ever. That's worth saying twice. There's nothing wrong with anyone's chart ever. If you have intercepted signs, then you need them. Try to understand and appreciate why you have them, and you are aligning yourself with your soul's purpose. Wish for anything else, and you're a racehorse wishing for lead hooves, or a painter wishing for blindness. Intercepted signs have a hard time expressing themselves, in quotes, you know. It is impossible to hear those words and avoid the subliminal message that you would have been better off if neither of those signs were intercepted. Try turning the idea on its head. If you have intercepted signs in your chart, you need to have them. The expression of that energy and the subsequent entanglement of your life and its results would interfere with your optimal path of evolution in this lifetime. There it is, loud and clear. Now, there are two major caveats in this way of thinking about interception. If we don't grasp both of them, all that I have said so far will only confuse and mislead you. So these are important points. First, we are talking about the biographical expression of the energy of that intercepted sign, not the more general psychic experience of it. There's a big difference between the two. One of the great strengths of astrology is how it holds a mirror before our inner lives, as well as our outer ones. A person might, for example, have Gemini intercepted. Everything else being equal, I might point out to that person that we learn a lot more with our mouths closed than with them open. Deep reflection and insight are quite available here, but getting caught up in the role of expert might be counterproductive from an evolutionary point of view. That's Gemini intercepted. Our second caveat is also critical. There is one simple astrological reality which overrides all that I have been saying about intercepted signs keeping quiet. That is having planets in the intercepted sign. Planets are always active, at least to some degree. Planets represent energy. In physics, they say that energy is the capacity to do work. And planets always work in some sense of the word. They are inherently self-expressive biographically. Some, such as Neptune intercepted in the 12th house, might have a very subtle internal orientation. Like the famous iceberg, 90% of what's a what such a planet represents 
is invisible in the outer life, but 10% is visibly expressed and needs to be. With any strong response to Neptune intercepted in the 12th house, there will be something that resembles meditation in the behavioral repertoire, the behaviors and experiences which we associate with a spiritual life are critical triggers to such a person's evolution. In such a case, you can almost forget about interception. It's not quite that simple, but that's a good way to start thinking about it. Bottom line, if a sign is intercepted in your chart, it is supposed to be intercepted. Don't frame it as a problem. Frame it as your path. It may very well be a big part of your inner life, but in living your best life, you do not let yourself get too enmeshed in its outward expression. Life is too short for those kinds of entanglements. Practice non-attachment there as best you can. All that is true unless you have planets in the sign. Planets need worldly experience. We have to honor that fact. There's no way to contain them. Beyond that point, with planets intercepted in a sign, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is that such planets may indeed have a tougher time finding meaningful behavioral expression in the world. The good news is that when they do find that meaningful behavioral expression, it comes from a very deep, creative, individuated space inside of us. Their expression is worth waiting for. In other words, their births might be hard ones, but the baby is likely to be a genius. Thank you.